Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I wish I wish we I wish we'd explored that on air because you wrote it in three months. It took me three years to write it. Oh, wow, that's why yours is much better. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held in Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we would like to pay respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and their multiple birth parents of children with disabilities. And this week is Snap P episode. 23. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot. How did you know? I just knew you were going to forget. <laughs> this is the joys of working, working with Mandy. Yep, yep. No, it's pretty awesome actually because um, I don't often remember more than people. <laughs> this gives me a little bit of The self. perfect partner. <laughs> I really do. Okay, this podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word. So if you don't want people to hear that, then just put your headphones on and enjoy some peace and quiet. Well, it's not really peace and quiet, is it? Not the squawkers. Not the squawkers. But anyway. Hello, we've got a super exciting guest. Yeah, This is the first time in my life I've actually interviewed an author. <gasps> exciting. It is exciting. I feel like a real person. Yeah. <laughs> well, we both really like to read. We really yeah. love to read. And I'm not sure if we've really said about that on the podcast. No, because we were going to do a books episode, but we yeah. haven't then the pandemic hit and... yeah. You know, the rest is history. So next year we'll do a books <laughs> episode and this book will be in there, yes. I think. Yes. So we are speaking today to Fiona Higgins. Hello, Fiona. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. Oh, it's <laughs> lovely to have you. Very excited to hear you. Maybe we will ask you our three questions and then we'll launch into what the book is and yes. the title. Yes, yes. Let's do it. Sure. Okay. Sure. So the first question is, do you have a favourite song or music that either gets you through good times or bad times? Yeah, well, um, depending upon what the mood is, yep. um, I choose one of two things. The first is um, Happy by C to C featuring Derek Martin and it just basically repeats the same line, which is you'll never feel happy until you try, <laughs> which um, I kind of, do you, know, do you know that one? No, no I don't know it. No. You've never heard it? No, I'm no. going to listen to well, it. Well, I heard it. Yeah, yeah, and it just repeats the same line over and over again until it says... This song is not a gospel song. This song is not a funk song. And my kids love that moment because, of course, funk <laughs> yes, sounds does. like another word. Yeah. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> I mean, we always end up rolling around laughing about the funk song. <laughs> um, 
But if I'm feeling sad um, or need to feel understood in music, then I will turn to Anoni's Hope There's Someone. Ah. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of Anoni. She's an indie artist based in New York. No. Hope There's Somewhere. Someone is an amazing song involving a cello, a piano and her vocals. Oh. And um, she's incredible transgender artist who's transitioned she was formerly known as Anthony from ah. Anthony and the Johnsons and she has a, a deep understanding of what it's like to feel um different I think yeah and, um, both of those songs as you would know feature in the work that we will yes talk about at yes some point. yes amazing Actually, we've got um, a lot, uh, not a lot, a few P parents whose children are going through trans- transgender, so they will really enjoy that artist. So we'll, yes, thank I'll you. try and remember and put in the show notes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. I doesn't do them on no, Snappies. No, that's right. We'll try. <laughs> we'll try to remember. Did you win any awards at school, Fiona? Um, yeah, I did. Um, my first one that I have a recollection of was um, winning a poetry award. Oh, uh, perfect. Um, yeah, uh, which was obviously appropriate given that I've ended up writing. But at the time it was a bit weird because uh, my, my entry was entitled Your Local Truckie <laughs> and it was it was the theme of the poem um, was, you know, the, the plight of long-haul truck drivers. <laughs> and How old were you? <laughs> I, was, I, was not, I was nine. I really I spoke to you. worried about them. <laughs> Well, I, I wasn't from a trucking family, <laughs> but for some reason I, um, even at that age, um, was trying to understand other people's experience and somehow reflect on it in writing. So That's amazing. Um, I won 100 bucks. Wow. And it was a huge amount yes. in 1982. It yes. was like I'd won the lotto. Yes. And so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good award. Actually, the episode which has come out last Thursday, um, Donna, she also won a poetry award. She did. So we had two back-to-back winners. Wow. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. Okay, and the big question is why are you a P or a P friend? Well, um, I'm not sure that I am. I wonder if I'm an honorary P and I want to workshop that with you right now. <laughs> go for it. You know, to, to, to P or not to P, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. But no. That is the question. <laughs> Totally the question. I, I reckon you'll be able to pronounce me a P or not. Okay. Um, so, so uh, you know, uh, it's a fairly long-winded answer. If I start right at the beginning, I grew up in a family that um, was a caring family. Um, so, as in, not, it was it was a loving and affectionate family, yeah. but it was a family of carers. So, m- my father um, had a um, a brain. Um, a brain illness yep. that affected his um, way of moving through the world. So he was, you know, we didn't call him neuroatypical, but he definitely was. Yep. And the way that manifested um, changed over the course of his disease and right. it became progressively worse. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, so as a child, I was very, and as an adult, very um, familiar with with that context, I suppose, of, of caring yep. um, for, for, for a parent in my case um, with, you know, who was neurodiverse. Yep. Um, subsequent to that in adulthood, I have lots of friends and am a godparent um, of a child with additional needs. Yep. Um, my, my godchild is, you know, um, 
on the autism spectrum um, and I have lots of close friends um, with whom I have, you know, gone through that journey, not directly, but I suppose indirectly, friend of a P, yep. um, of just experiencing, you know, that whole um, quest for a diagnosis, possibly mm. getting one or not, yeah. um, the raft of medical appointments, the yes. ups and downs, the, um, you know, the inflexibility of systems, bumping up against systems, mm-hmm. um, medical, educational, in some cases legal, Um so, you know, that's something that I've, I've known a lot of. I mean, the title of my novel is An Unusual Boy. Yes. In my life I've known a lot of unusual boys, unusual girls, yep. unusual adults. Yes. Um, I was probably a bit of an unusual kid myself. I mean, who wins a poetry competition <laughs> called you like, <laughs> I mean, you know, when, when it's a thoroughly middle-class white, you know, Anglo-Saxon, you know, nine-year-old. Um and then, you know, I've been working in the not-for-profit sector for 20 years yes. um, and latterly um, that has taken me into contact with um, families that are very much in the in the P space. Yep. Um, I also work as a, as a, a volunteer on a national um, suicide prevention hotline mm. and regularly, yes. um, of course, um, we all on the phones field calls from a variety yeah. of people who, wow. who need support amongst which include um, those definitely who are uh, responding to children but also adults yep. with additional needs. Yes. Um, so I don't know whether that makes me a P it's or not. It's pretty close. Um, pretty close. I think you're, it's line ball. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely not Maybe a rectum. Not a you're not, not a rectum. rectum. That so. is the truth. <laughs> And that's really well, all that matters. Thank God for that. That's really, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's right. I mean, everyone's welcome in the P tribe. That's the that's truth. Right. We're just about inclusivity. Yeah, you see. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 You know. And good on you. Well, thank you for welcoming me. Oh, of course. Not a <laughs> it's the highest praise, actually. It is the highest praise, yes. Yeah, totally. Yep, some that's people. Than a poetry award. Yep, yep. <laughs> Remember that for your next interview. We'll have to have some not rectum awards that we send out to people. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, dear. So we got sent your book. We did. Your publisher sent it Mm. to us. Yes. Um, Mm. And I'm ashamed to say I hadn't heard of you, but I have since ordered another one of your books that's coming. Ah. Um, So Thank you. No, that's Which one did you order just out of interest? Let me tell you. Can't remember. Is is there something about sisters or um, no? what was it called? Mother's Group? Yes, Mother's Group. Yeah. I was like, yes, I'm yeah. going to order that yes. because, um, yeah, so we got sent the book and then I was like, well, does that mean we have to interview this chick? <laughs> <laughs> no. And we decided before we read it that we were going to read it not thinking that we were going to talk to you, right, because I think yeah. it can yeah. skew what you're thinking and if I really hated it, which I don't, I, we probably would have just sent a message and said, oh, that's probably not for us. You know, so mm. the fact that we talked oh, to you, absolutely. we really liked it. You made it, Fiona. <laughs> you made it. Thank you. It sounds so up it's ourselves. It's not up ourselves. Like, like we're actual. No, boy. no, no. It's not because of we're book reviewers. It was because the content is close to our hearts. Yes. So it wasn't, mm. you know, like we, were we read Holly's book yeah. and we both loved it and enjoyed it and spoke about reading it. But that content, um, whilst we're both married, didn't have this resonance to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? 
Mm. Yeah, so yeah, it was, I, I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. It's just a completely yeah. different sort of book. Can you tell us about how, like, where did the idea come yeah. from? How did you start writing yeah. it? So, yeah, so it, it so, so, um, well, I, I suppose in terms of where the idea came from, it really is a, a, a function of all of those different experiences that yeah. I referred yes. to in terms of, you know, yeah. what makes me a possible probationary pee, <laughs> you know, all <laughs> a of... A pee plater. All of, <laughs> a pee plater, exactly. I guess, um, I guess I've just had, uh, you know, in my life, including, um, uh, you know, I've uh, dedicated the book to a, a, an old school friend called Michael who mm. was not unlike the central character uh, of this book, Jackson Curtis. Yeah. Um, so the idea was definitely inspired by a range of life experiences from my own family through to adult life right now and being a godparent mm. of a child with additional needs yep. and just wanting to represent in mainstream fiction mm. both the strengths and and joys and and beauty that lies yes. in mm. difference mm. but also the incredible challenge and um incredible resilience of parents mm. of children with additional needs mm. now as we know um children with additional needs there is no it's it's not a homogenous concept just like parenting is not yeah. a homogenous con- concept so the character of jackson is a, a child and it's jackson's experience and yep. the experience of julia his mother yes. and they're both fictional characters mm. so yep. no one in my life will recognize themselves okay. in that yes. book yep. but i think Similarly to, to your experience, what I'm seeing in the early reviews is that people with, with children with both diagnoses and those that don't can really um, relate to parts of the book. They, yep. they feel seen and, and heard and represented and in some way. Um, for the most part, I've been really relieved because I was really concerned. Yes, I bet you were. Yeah, I bet you were. Yeah, because I am not going to lie. I I mean, I messaged Mandy, I messaged Holly, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm scared to put it down, but I'm terrified of what's coming. And I've never read a book like that, Mm. ever. But I had Mm. to finish. I had to know. And then I was saying to him, I sent Mandy constant messages through the book because I read it first and I was like, you have to let me know, is it me because my sons are not neurotypical? Is this why this is hitting? And then when she read it, she's like, no, but it does, without giving anything away, tap into my greatest fear. Yeah. And mine. Mm, Yes. So on different sides of the coin, our greatest fear. So I think that was really brave (laughs) of you. Yeah, well, and I, I think, um, well, thank you, um, and hopefully it wasn't um, too triggering for for, for, for both of you. <laughs> it and, did make and my heart actually race. Yeah. I've never yeah. had a physical yeah. response to a book. Yeah. So mm. I have only mm. a little life and that book is, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. That yeah, book. I, I'm with you. Oh, my that. word. Yeah. Yes. You so know? Yeah. And Wild Swans. Okay, they're the two ones, okay. right? I might keep remembering. <laughs> yeah. But they're books that have remained with me. Yeah, I've so, had books that re- yeah, remained with yeah. me, but my pulse actually went yes. up. Like I was like I mm. and I was so frustrated at times. Like I wanted to be yes. um, Julia's friend. 
I wanted to, her out of yeah, I wanted to talk to her and go, listen, this is what you need to do. <laughs> Did you? Yes, I really yeah. did. Which you yeah. know, well, I could yeah. identify her. I was just like, I am her. No, like, I am not her. Yeah, yeah. fascinating. Yeah, right. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think yeah. my resistance at first, to be like really honest, yeah. was I was like, how can someone yeah. write this if they're not a parent? Yeah. But then that makes sense to me because you've got lots of P experience. Yeah. But at first, I was yeah. like, I don't yeah. know if she can write this. Yeah. This is. But yeah. then yeah. I think. Yeah. I actually couldn't, apart from the fact that I can't write a novel, if I wrote anything like this, then people would say that you're drawing on your child's life, which wouldn't be fair to them yes, or me. Right. So really, yes. in my opinion, which yeah. you can, people can dispute because that's fine, I think it has to be written by someone just with a close lived experience but yes. not actual lived Unless you are the person and you grew up with that, yes. then yes, you need to write the book. But, mm. yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a re- yeah I do, and it's a really interesting conversation. And I think um, Craig Sylvie's been you know exposed to a similar kind of conversation with his latest work, Honeybee, right. which um, is about a, a transgender um, girl, right, um, who is a biological boy, yeah, right. and in the novel. And Craig Sylvie, I think the first review that came out was somebody was asking the question. Oh, you know, how can a heterosexual Brisbane-based father of two yeah. really um, mine this experience? So I, you know, and there's a part of me that agrees. Yes. But then there's also a part of me that goes, well, actually, the role of writers is to try to present to the world the emotional experience of the other, whatever yes. the other is. Yes. In a in a in a in a in a way to engage empathy and therefore engender understanding which was you know what I wanted to do with this book because I while I I'm not a parent of a child who is neuroatypical although you know I'd have to say you know from what my my understanding in terms of subject matter experts that have provided me with um, input as well as research is that normal is a is a construct it is a construct yeah Typical is a is a construct. Um, with all with all of my books, they, they are works of fiction. Mm, yep. But I do try as a storyteller to reflect truth. Yep. And often the issues that society at large will sometimes turn away from. Okay. Because I really believe that, well, for me, of course there is fiction that is there exclusively to entertain. Yeah. And I'd like to think that my books are entertaining. Yeah. But I always do tackle difficult, thorny, um, challenging issues with a view to pushing the boundaries of uh, empathy and understanding. Mm. I like to think that as a function of reading this book, for those who um, perhaps for the, for, the, for for whoever in the world actually hasn't come across an yeah. unusual child, and I'm I really do challenge whether there would be anyone yes. because yes, most people have some kind of experience in this space. Yes, definitely, I'd like to think that if for those who don't understand what it might be like to live within a um, familial context that's defined by additional needs or in Jackson's case neuroatypicality mm. then 
maybe they'd come out with just a little bit more empathy and a little mm. bit more patience mm. and a little more willingness to when they see a child that they think immediately, oh, gosh, what's that parent doing? Yes. Or, He's acting out or yes. she's, a real, she's a real rat. Well, actually, and that was why I told the story through both Julia and Jackson. Yes, it was when, really it, good. when you're in Jackson's skin, of course, every choice that he makes makes perfect sense. Yes, yes. In fact, it's he has a quite a strong moral compass. Yes, yes that he the does. The world at large is not aware of. Yes, and so he makes these choices that seem to his parents and to his family and to his teachers and the world around him to be um, unusual. Yes, but it makes perfect sense. And I, I really wanted to convey that so that readers from who are perhaps yeah. not peace, yes, readers who are rectums, yes, <laughs> would <laughs> would respond in perhaps a slightly more empathetic way. I really yeah, hope so. I really hope so. And I really want to say that if anyone starts this book, they have to finish it. Yes, you have right? to finish so it. So some books, whatever. But this book, if you don't finish it, you will not understand that empathy so no. you have to finish the book yeah which is actually <laughs> I think quite a good analogy for getting to know people because when you first meet someone you can have preconceived ideas of what that is and then you know when yeah. you a story that I always tell which will be hard for people to understand but I was brought up in a really strict Christian home really 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 strict and my parents were yeah. um, afraid of other religions not afraid that's the wrong word um, wary yeah right and we were brought up um, through the so I was a Seventh Day Adventist through the Azaria Chamberlain thing, and people hated Seventh Day mm. Adventists, and we yes. were a weird minority when Australia didn't respect that, right? Mm. And then a few years ago, my father went on a holiday to Fiji, had a heart attack, was in a hospital. I I loosely say ICU, but the nurses all went on lunch <laughs> at the same time, so. <laughs> And they didn't have soap. So that was quite the eye-opener. Anyway, in his hospital bed next to him was this lovely guy who was like 34, had had a stroke, was the breadwinner for his family of five, and he was a Muslim. And mum and dad connected with him so much and we were helping him Mm. and my brother was helping taking him to the toilet. And all of a sudden that religious Mm. difference between neither of us mattered and dad gave him money. And paid for him to have help. And I just think oh, wow. this, once you meet someone, those boundaries are gone. Once you really meet That's them. Right. And they were both in the same position. They were both yep. could die at any minute. Mm. And then yep. that just everything else fades away. So yeah. I think like they had to finish the end of that story. He couldn't just be in the hospital bed for an hour. Yeah. And you have to finish the end of this book. Yes. <laughs> My And my rule of thumb was you have to do 100 pages minus your age. That's what I tell my <laughs> girls. So I read that somewhere. So whenever they're like, I say, well, you've got to do 100 pages minus nine. <laughs> and I do that myself, but you will not need that rule of no. thumb for this book. You'll just be like eating it up. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
I, I really, you wrote really, it so beautifully. It's just, you can tell you're really oh. skilled. And we just finished writing our book, and we're like, oh gee, oh, gee. that's a real person who can <laughs> write a book. That's a real writer. <laughs> yes, that's what we were thinking. Which oh, is such oh, a joy oh. when you love reading oh. and you find an author that takes you away yeah. because that's what it is. It's just that escape. And, and we were right in the thick of our lockdown. So right I just read in. that on my bed hiding from the family. Yep. Like if you could picture just there was nothing else to do. So I was yep. just lying on my well, bed. I went outside with my puffy jacket on oh, did you? and I just read it because no one was disturbing me out there. Yeah. It was freezing cold. Yeah. But I really, yeah, I really, really loved it. But what I wanted to ask you was, have you had any other people that read it that have been a little bit traumatised? <laughs> Or just us? Or is it just me? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, well, um, our, our friend Holly yes. um, rang me. Um, she she read it, um, as you know, and, and she rang me to determine what the ending would be. She <laughs> said to me, look, I just, you know, I need to I need to know if, yep. if, what the if outcome it's going to be okay for Jackson. Yes. And, and it is okay for Jackson. It is. Um, yes, it is. And it's okay for his family. It's not perfect. No. But life's course. not perfect. No. No, and you know, I don't think fiction that ends with, um, you know, no. everything tied in neat bows is particularly representative of reality. Um, Me so, either. but in terms of if those that have been traumatized, um, if there have been any, they haven't told me about it. Okay. What, what I've seen, I've been really, I mean, obviously, I listen to readers, yes. and, and and if anybody. Um, wants to provide me with constructive criticism, I'm so open to of it course. because, you know, as a writer you have to learn. I don't want to be open um, to it. <laughs> well, ask for our no, book. no. <laughs> you well, pour we, so much of your heart into that. that. Don't criticise it. <laughs> We've got to get ready. Jeepers. Mm. Yeah, but I've, I've been heartened because I've had, you know, I've had feedback from all over the world and I was very relieved by it. But, you know, quite, quite, heartening feedback so so a woman who um you know is definitely a p um yeah. wrote to me via my website and told me about her experience and she said um her her last line was you know my favorite genre is military fiction and i really <laughs> loved your book i didn't even know military <laughs> fiction i didn't That's know that was the a genre, genre. <laughs> That's right. I didn't know it existed well, either, but, you know. There's that thing about it's, it's, someone writing a book for our families is yes, awesome. It is. And the more the merrier. So thank yes. you. And mm. the fact that we feel, well, I feel completely misunderstood and to go, well, other people get that that's how we feel. And actually I think, well, what's come out from the podcast is people want to not feel like that. That's right. So the more books that are like this that are just slotted in, you know, that's just a book that I read that was really engaging, it just changes your psyche a little bit. But what I wanted to say was that I don't know if I'm giving this away so you can tell me if we can't put it in, but at some point in the book they go for an interview at a school. Oh, that oh got me. Gosh. That got me. I yes, was like, because you've done all I that. have done all that. So we, um, my boys are at a private school because their diagnoses are tricky and it's hard to get funding. So the school they're at has heaps of funding. Yes. So we're there. But I have yeah, sat but you have through. you have to pay for it. Yeah, I do have to pay yeah. for it. But I've sat through. Interviews like oh. that. We did an interview at a, um, a private school here in Melbourne that have a beautiful philosophy. I loved it. I rang them up. Yes, we've got spots. I said, okay, um, 
you know, they need a little bit of extra support. That's fine. We're really supportive. We're blah, blah. And then when I sent all their, um, you know, reports through, they just never rang me back. They took my deposit, mind you. Um, And then I got another friend to ring and say, do you have any spots? I have a boy going into year seven. Yes, we have spots. (gasps) So um, that's... So I've really you felt that, that interview and I was like, oh, this is great. The peas are going to love this. <laughs> I felt the yeah, well, I mean, I, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go. Sorry. I, I was just going to say that, you know, part of the reason why that features, well, there's a bunch of reasons, but it's a really common experience. It is um, really common. You know, uh, yeah. Really common and, uh, you know, it's, it's not right. No. It's not okay. Well, it's actually discrimination. Correct. We all have to do better. Yeah. So that's that's what it's doing in there. And and also, um, you know, I, I wanted to in, in that at that point, um, the family does have for the first time ever a, a diagnosis. Yes. Right. And we won't say what it is. Yes. But um, but it doesn't help them. No. Which so it's that's that's the arbitrary reality of this of of this experience is that sometimes it works for you in some contexts and other times it doesn't and it's so hard to navigate all of that terrain Um, it really 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 is (laughs) it really is yeah I loved the chaos of her mind because I feel like I was chaotic (laughs) for many years yep and even though I had diagnosis and I had plans I could just identify with her just running from thing to thing to thing to thing and missing stuff and I'm yeah. I was just like, oh, that, I mean, were you watching me? <laughs> Have you got a camera in my house? <laughs> the, you know, the husband relationship, the mother-in-law. I mean, I was just, that. Yeah, because life's You tricky. fleshed it all out. You really did. The sibling. <laughs> yeah. You, you nailed it, right? Yeah, and everyone really was did. redeemable. I could cry. Everyone was redeemable within their own strife. Nearly. Nearly, nearly, <laughs> except for the big There's clanger. an amazing kick at the end. Whew, so. I did not see that coming. Neither did I. I was waiting for Maddie oh, to I get there. Like... I was like, what are you up to? What are you up to? And then she's like, she rang me. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I did not see that coming. No, and so normally I do. I don't so want to give that away so no, no, well no, no, done. No, 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 no. It was just my a good little. gosh. Yep. Oh, was... Thanks. And, and can I say coming from you two ladies, this response is just so affirming and I am so grateful to you both for reading it. I mean, I know that you are busy and you are Victorians of the year (laughs) or close to. (laughs) It wasn't even that. It was just the lockdown time and we were anxious. Yes. Lockdown was Second lockdown yeah. was hard, as everyone yeah. knows. Who's listened to us, they can't bear to hear it anymore. That's right. Um, but, um, yeah, we really, I really enjoyed it and I wouldn't, definitely wouldn't say that <laughs> if I didn't. You know, I think this is a truth-telling yeah. podcast. I think people will find it confronting and that's why I tell you you have to get through. Yes. Because there were times when I thought, mm. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah. But, and that's probably because I am not, I don't relate so much to the mother because I'm very... Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm organised, but I'm I, I'm different from her. The difference for me was that I had diagnosis early, so yes. I was I've never sort of been searching for it, apart from the intellectual okay. disability, right. and we got that when my daughter was nine. So I was sort yeah. of searching for that, but um, you mm. know, when you get a firm diagnosis when your children are babies, it's a different yes. path. Yes, it is a different. And but so I have journey. more of her path. You have with more that of that because path because we're constantly. But going I through have that. the chaos. <laughs> 
chaotic mm. thinking and maybe missing and just things. So we all busy. miss things as yeah. parents, and then we kick ourselves. Yeah, we're like, I should yeah. have done yeah. better. Yeah. And I think that was nicely represented. Yeah, and I thought the mother-in-law. I really loved Thank her. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I also had an experience when my girls were um, at the end of primary school when my husband was in New York for two weeks, and something happened oh. at school. <laughs> so yeah, oh. it's a and really... I was and I was oh. on my own, and I was like, oh. I think you've had a camera in my house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't, but yeah, it's again, and I everything mean, blew again. up, and I and I was mm. just managing that on my own and not doing a very good job. Oh, yeah, yeah. just so hard putting yes. one foot in front of the other and yeah, yeah. I mean that, and feeling again, like you're drowning well, yeah and I mean of course this is not a rule at all but the theme of just like the theme of the school interview is very real the mm. theme of absent um absent partners yeah is 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 real it's too pretty confronting and yeah that is you know that's right it's layer upon layer yes. upon layer and yes with cheese effect, the holes line up yes. and something something happens. Yes. You know? um, well, we I really loved it and I will definitely recommend people read it. I know people will have different responses. I'm not responsible for their response. No. <laughs> but um, I thank you for talking to us because um, it's been quite a thrill. Yes. Oh, it's been a thrill for me. Thank you. I don't, I'm, so much. I'm too nervous to ask more questions because I don't want to give it away. I know. Away. I don't know how to do it without giving away the so, plot. So, yeah, because just... we're not very good at this. <laughs> but is there something? Is there, Let's ask about the writing process. Okay. All right. I'll do that. Um, so as people that have just written a book and we co-wrote a book, which is like a as my um, scholarship said, the worst group assignment ever. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't have a process because we've never written before, but we weren't writing a novel. We were writing our stories, so we didn't have to do much research. Yes. So very different. But I still found it really quite draining. And when it finished, I didn't feel like it was over. I no. felt like I found it really hard to get out of the mindset of writing, if you know what I and mean. And the editor said, just put it down now. She's like, you've done. And we were like, oh, because oh, yeah. we could keep adding chapters left, right and centre. Or yeah. I don't know, because you just think this is never going to be good enough. What's yeah. the writing process like for you? Um, I've got a couple of things to say there. <laughs> so I wonder whether in terms of your your book, I mean, um, I, I, I have written one work of nonfiction. It's memoir. It was my first book. And I found it quite draining as well and... I think I felt drained because I was constrained by the truth. Yeah. The, the, the to the letter truth. Yes. You know, I had to be sure that what I was saying was representative of reality Which because is true. There is and we were trying to, we were protecting, protecting our, our families as well. Our families. Ah, yeah. Yes. That's probably why. Yep. Yep. So, so I, in with my memoir, I had my husband, my family, my former small rural community to protect all yes. of that. Yes. Um, but then when I turned to fiction, the writing process was quite liberating. Ah. Okay. I didn't have to protect anyone. Yes. You know, yeah. although you, you will still, as a fiction writer, have people come up to you and say, oh, you know, that character in your latest novel, is that so-and-so? And of yep. course, you know, no. it's inevitably not so. No. so. I mean, my, my mother, my mother rang me the other day. She just finished an unusual boy, and she said, "So, am I dead, Granny?" Oh <laughs> yes, like, oh yes, I forgot dead about Granny. Oh, there's so many lovely things in the book. Yes, just 
Yeah, it's it's just really, really well written. So yep. it's not your full-time job being a writer? No, as anyone who who writes fiction apart from the superhuman big names will tell you, yeah. in Australia it's very hard to make a living out of yeah. writing. So, um, you know, I think I think my best gig was the $100 poem <laughs> Truckee, back in 1982. <laughs> when you compare it to today's money? Um, you need to publish it then. <laughs> I, I should have invested that 100 bucks. Yes, I have spent it on um, <laughs> In a little company called Apple. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I do have a, I have a role in the not-for-profit sector that I love and I don't want to leave that. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, I mean, one day maybe I would be a full-time writer, but for now... I just I just plug away at it really slowly, but it is a slow process and um, quite frustrating at times. Mm. So I relate to your experience of writing um, the book, but I also find it really therapeutic. Did you find that? Did you yes. find it um, in some way cathartic to get it out? Some of it. Yeah, I I really did. I love writing. Mandy probably doesn't. I just wanted to do a podcast. <laughs> And I wanted to write a book. So I just want to talk. So for me, people have been telling me for years, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. And I was like, I just don't have the concentration span for it or... um, Or I've got low uh, low confidence in my writing ability. So, yeah. But um, Kate was great. And so I I would just pick, like, she'd start it and I'd just go go off. Yeah, I did. How do you you break it down? Do you have specific days you write? Do you do it just in chunks of time? I wish I wish that I rose at four a.m., drank a perfect macchiato, <laughs> uh, and you know when 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 the moon is transiting Venus, I can sort of channel the inspiration. It's never like that. I have been known to write in the Woolies car park. Yeah, you know, I just I steal moments of time. I have three kids. Yeah, um, you know, an almost full time job. Yep. Um, a, a, a husband whom I neglect routinely, yep. um, you know, friends, uh, you know what it's like. Yep. Uh, so unfortunately I'm, I'm not as um, rigorous as I should be with some kind of writing routine. But then when I do, you know, when Jackson came to me, for example, when I was channeling Jackson's voice, I just had to get it out yeah. in yes. the middle of the night and I would tap mm. it out and, and then I'd go back to sleep and then I'd wake up the next morning and have a look at, at that and think, gosh, wow, okay, that, yeah. that works. Um, it's it's almost a subconscious yep. process. It's um, definitely deploying a part of a different part of the brain, I think. Do you find that podcasting are you in the zone yeah yes 100% no, I yeah. love it yeah I feel yeah. alive you do and yeah. it's really it's nice yeah. to be creative in a different way yeah you know yeah yeah and how'd you come up with the title yeah. well and you should thank you for asking well no, I, it's only because we had to come up with the title and I, I wouldn't have known that otherwise but I, now I think wow somebody came up with that title yes yeah so I came up with that title oh. initially the working title was the day after Mother's Day mm. because that's the day on which an incident occurs mm. at school involving Jackson and his newfound friend Digby yep. that, that is quite serious and results in the police yep. being called. Um, and so that ah. is the grenade moment for the family. Um, so that seemed appropriate except 
Um, I knew it wasn't right because I thought this story isn't exclusive readers will be women, but this is a title that men could and yeah. possibly even should. Read. Yes, definitely. And so, so I thought it was a slightly t- too feminised um, yep. the day after Mother's Day. Yes, it feels like right. A, a Mother's Day title. Yep. Um, and then I moved to Raising Jackson, which sounded a bit like Raising Arizona. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, at that point, I, I just one day I thought, oh, well, the characters keep calling him atypical or neurodivergent or yeah. neurodiverse or unusual. And, of course, this is what, you know, the characters and many, many people, so many Ps go through in life. So here, let's 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 use that, an unusual mm. boy. Mm. But of course, the point of the novel is his um, unusualness is also um, his greatest strength yes. and greatest beauty as yes. well. Yeah, and being unusual is actually usual. Yes, <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, so Nana Pam says um, there's no such thing as normal. It's just a cycle on the washing machine. Yeah, yeah brilliant line. Yeah, yep. so true. I really loved her. Yeah, I really loved her too. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for giving up your time. We did, in all honesty, dick you around a little bit <laughs> because we had all these things happening. But now we've given you all ours for an hour or two. Yes, <laughs> and it's thank been lovely. You, Fiona. Thank you, ladies. You can dick me around anytime. <laughs> Where can everyone find you? Do you have a website or something? Or Yeah, I do have a website. Um, it's fionahiggins.com.au. Okay, good. Okay. So everyone can go and find you. We'll put it in the show notes and I'm sure that your publishers sent me where the book is and stuff. But, yeah. Yes. So can you buy it from you or do you? Oh, please, no, 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 don't buy it from me. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy it from, you can buy it from bookstores yep, yes. or Booktopia is. Yeah, book taste um, is good. good. Thank you, Fiona. We'll send the peas to every bookshop we around will. the world. Yep. Right? Yep. Go buy it, peas. Read yeah. it. Tell us what you think. And then maybe even ring us into yeah, us and into give us a speak pipe. Us a speak and tell us what you think. Would yep. you, did you feel anxious? And Yeah. yeah. Or did you love it? Yeah. Or, yeah it's did, a, could you find yourself in it like I could? Yeah. Could you not like Kate in some yep. ways? Yeah. Yeah. So read it and see yeah. what you think. And then we can pass that all on to Fiona too. Yeah. And maybe one day we'll see you when the borders oh, open and person. we can get to Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm coming to your book launch next July. Oh, yay. <laughs> yay. Oh, we can't even imagine. No, we can't. That would anyway. be so amazing. Thank, thank you, Fiona. You, thank, you, thank you. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. Thank you, please. See you. Bye. Hang on. You've got to rate and review. Oh, yeah. Rate and review. Um, and thank thanks you to the ACAR supporters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.